Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, this is Sean Green, and you're listening to The Jake Brown Show. And welcome to uh, The Jake Brown Show, CBS Radio's Radio.com Podcast Network, iTunes, and Spotify. The World Series underway. Recording this before Game 1, so who knows what happens tonight. Uh, but on the line with us now is a guy who played for the Dodgers from 2000 to 2004. The Dodgers and Astros, two 100-win teams in the World Series for the first time since 1970, which when you say it, it's crazy because you think the World Series is the two best teams and you think it would have happened, and it hasn't happened in 47 years. Sean Green, at Sean Green 15 on Twitter, the former slugger, also a former Met. Uh, good to talk to you again, man. How you doing? Great. Thanks for having me on your show. Yep, no problem, of course. And the the Dodgers are familiar territory with you, and what a season they had, man. And they obviously made the move to get you Darvish, which has helped push them over the edge a little bit, considering he's their Game 3 starter. Most teams he's a Game 1 or 2 guy. Uh, I mean, how exciting is this team just from top to bottom? Super exciting. I mean, I I think that, Top to bottom, as you said, 1 through 25. Then you throw in Dave Roberts and the coaching staff in the front office, Andrew Friedman and his crew. I, I really think if you put factor all those different components together, I think it's really it's the best all-around team I've ever seen. I mean, you have a, a lineup that is 1 through 5 is, is extremely difficult, um, have great at-bats. And then you throw in guys like, like Barnes or and Grandal, whoever's whoever's catching that day, and you know the, the lineup is so deep, and you have incredible starting pitching, best pitcher on the planet, and the best closer on the planet. It's it's really an amazing team to watch. How about Curtis Granderson? I mean, you feel for me as a Mets fan and a guy I'm rooting for, being left off the roster here. I mean, if you were in that position, I mean, and when you were on the Dodgers, say. You were left off the NLDS roster. Wouldn't that be like, I mean, for a guy that's a veteran like that, isn't that a tough pill to swallow? It is. It's a very tough pill to swallow. But, I mean, he's he's uh, had an impact on them um, being here. He, you know, he's on both the, the previous two series um, rosters and, and played, you know, quite a bit. So, from that perspective, I, I think he's, He's probably, you know, definitely feels like he had a part in this. But, yeah, to, to miss the World Series is something. You know, I never got to play in a World Series. It's a rare event. It takes a lot of things to go really well to be in a position to, to win a championship. And, you know, it's got to be tough to not be able to suit up for it. Dave Roberts and the job he's done. I mean, you, you tweeted recently, I'm going to crack a bottle open of Red Stitch Wine and Toast, my boy Dave Roberts, Mazel Tov, Lakayim, and – uh, what what was your relationship like with him? Uh, and just tell us about, I mean, him as a person and him as a manager and the terrific job he's done. Yeah, Dave's incredible. He's one of my closest friends. Uh, he, we played together starting in 02 um, for almost three years until he got traded to the Red Sox and had the obviously the famous stolen base mm-hmm. against Mariano. 
Um, so yeah, great guy. We, you know, as uh, families, we spent a lot of time together, went to Napa Valley Law. That's where the red stitch wine comment came in. Cause that's, that's a wine that he and Rich Aurelia and someone else uh, have been producing for a number of years now. It's really good wine. So yeah, no, he's a great guy. And he's, you know, he's, it's funny when I, we played together, I would have, he would have been the guy that I picked to be a manager just because I saw him more as, as a TV personality. Cause he's so outgoing. Uh, he has, you know, he's very charismatic, uh, but that trans that's translated really well as a manager, particularly in a large market like LA to be able to handle the media. Well, handle, you know, the players, a lot of, uh, they actually do a pretty good job of bringing in, um, you know, the superstars that aren't, you don't have the huge egos, but still, he's, he, if there if, if there are those types on the team, he can handle them really well. He's done a great job with Puig, for example, um, who's had his issues with managers in the past, and, and he's really got him in a great place. What's your outlook on Puig? I mean, some people like him, some people don't like him. I think the energy is kind of good for baseball, but some people come off the wrong way when the bat flips and and the talking smack and cursing the guy's faces. What's your take on Puig and his game? Yeah, I mean, in general, when I played, I was more, um, I was quieter, tried to be more um, mild-mannered, and that's just my nature. Um, but it is, it is energizing to have those types of guys on the team. And, you know, he's the kind of guy, when things are quiet, he comes in and, and uh, you know, makes his presence known in the clubhouse. And I think some guys, yeah, maybe, maybe they don't love it, but, you know, other guys do. Other guys feel energized by that type of player. And I think, you know, it's, He's the type of guy where fans, particularly you know, on opposing teams, are gonna are gonna hate him. But you know, when he's playing like he is for you and and contributing, then you know, Dodger fans couldn't love him any more than they do right now. Who's been the most instrumental player on this year's Dodgers? That's what. That's why they're so good. It's it's almost impossible to narrow it down to one. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you look at not having Seager against the Cubs, and they still just completely dominated them. Um, I mean, you could take you could take probably two guys out of that lineup, and they still have a really deep lineup. And you know, have a guy like Kike Hernandez step in and have have a huge game for the clincher last series. Um, but I, you know, Taylor's been amazing to to be at the top of the lineup and setting the tables. Um, and to play shortstop and play outfield. The guys played the outfield yeah. and shortstop very well too. Very very good defensively. I mean, he's kind of like a grinder type player, but he's been you know, almost an MVP candidate. And then you have, you know, clearly Seager's incredible, another tough position playing shortstop and putting up the numbers that he does. Turner is, is probably my favorite hitter right now in mm-hmm. the game. I love his approach. Um, and just has tremendous at bats day in and day out. And, and of course, Bellinger's, you know, he's the bomber in, in the lineup. So it, it's really a Puig. Puig's kind of the unsung hero because he's, put up quietly his best year, you know, quietly in, in, in comparison to the other guys. But it's, that's, that's what's amazing about this team is just offensively you can have five different guys that you can say has been the most valuable. And then, of course, from a pitching standpoint, you have the best closer, you have Kershaw, you have the lefties that have done really well, and now you got to do Darvish. Yeah, and I, I point to Turner just because, I mean, this guy has just rejuvenated his career coming to the Dodgers. The Mets just cut him for nothing. Uh, he grows out the beard and the hair, and he becomes a, a champion. I mean, the guy has just been hitting the lights out of the ball in L.A. and gets a big contract uh, well-deservingly. And, 
Yeah, man. This, I mean, you look at the matchup, it's going to be tight. We're talking Keichel and Verlander versus Kershaw, Hill, Darvish. And everyone wants to just throw Alex Wood out in the dust. The guy went 17-3 this season with a sub-3 ERA, and he's their four-starter, Sean. Yeah, that's why they're going to be so, so tough, I think. Uh, and this year, the first time, they're really not on Kershaw winning his two starts or two-and-a-half games, whatever he ends up coming in. Um, if he goes seven, but he is got he's got a tremendous bullpen, and I always I always feel like if I was building a team, I would start with the bullpen because you know the the best team that I was on was probably well the Mets were was a, the two best teams were the Mets and the Dodgers in 04, Mets in 06, and both those teams had drop drop dead shut down bullpens, and um, and that's shortens the game to six innings, five or six innings, and you know and, and Oh, for the Dodgers, we had Jose Lima, who was at that time was a you know a marginal pitcher, but he was able to win 13 or 14, 15 games because he, all he had to do was get through the lineup two times. So I think to have that type of bullpen behind Kershaw takes a lot of the pressure. I mean, we've seen him come out after five innings, um, and, and as you said, to have the rest of the rotation as strong as they are, it's just it's going to be really really tough to beat the Dodgers. The only way that I think the Astros can beat the Dodgers is if the Dodgers you know, for some reason have cooled off over the four-day layoff. What's your prediction here? Obviously, I'm pretty sure you're picking the Dodgers, but do you see yeah, this yeah. going uh, seven games? You know, that's, I think tonight will be very telling. I, I think I think if the Dodgers win tonight, I think it's going to be probably five games. Um, I think if the Dodgers lose tonight, then I think it's going to go seven. I, it's just going to it's going to be – today is really important. It's such a big momentum shift um, just to, to get out of the gates. And there was so much momentum, but so did Astros. So they, you know, they came back against the Yankees, two big wins. Um, but the Dodgers had that layoff, so it's, it's you never know how a team's going to respond. Um, just from a mostly from a hitting standpoint, just how they're going to be, how their at bats are going to go. I think the first couple innings will be very telling. That 2004 Dodger team, um, you guys win the NL West, uh, had high hopes, but I mean, you go through that roster and. I would not say it was like a star-studded cast of guys. Would you agree? No, I would agree. I mean, we had Beltre had an incredible year mm-hmm. um, and career, you know, for that matter. But uh, you know, our rotation was was very was very weak at that point. Our bullpen was insane, but our our rotation was pretty very shaky. One of your teammates uh, was Alex Cora. Alex Cora about to finally get a managerial job and manage the Red Sox. Uh, from from playing with him, uh, what's your take? Everyone seems like he says he's going to be a great manager and he's already a great coach. Uh, what do you think about Cora managing the Red Sox? Yeah, he was the guy that I played with that I always said for sure this guy's going to be a manager. He's he's a baseball rat and really understands. He was a manager when he was a player, and he was really you know first few years I played with him early two thousands he was a role player and then got got to start maybe 03, 04-ish, and he was just such a leader on the field, and you know, he was the guy that knew all the rules. He was the guy who knew where to play everybody. I mean, you always go through those, you know, the charts and the meetings and stuff, but, you know, if anything, he was the guy, like, he was the quarterback, and you know, basically if there's an audible and he needed to make some changes and move some guys around based on what was going on, he was the guy. And, and um, you know, I think it's great, too. He speaks, you know, Perfect English, went to the University of Miami. He speaks, he's Puerto Rican, you know, his really first language is Spanish. So I think there's a lot of 
great great reasons why he's going to have success, and and he's won you know won a championship in Boston, and who knows what will happen this year. Um, so he's been in those pressure situations, and you know there's no tougher place to to manage than Boston. But I think he's uh, he's got enough credibility as a player where uh, I think he'll be able to handle it really well. And it's interesting you mentioned the Spanish thing because you don't even think about that, but that is so important because obviously so many Spanish players in today's game, how important it is that he could communicate with those guys. And a lot of these older managers like a Terry Collins or whoever it may be uh, can't really do that. So I think that is an added asset. So he was a guy you played with, you're like, you know what, this guy guaranteed a manager. It's like a singer at birth, you know they're going to be a singer or whatever it may be. You saw it in his system while you are playing with him. Without a doubt, without a doubt, and he was, he was the guy that I would have picked. And I, you know, I played with. I play, actually, I think now I played with seven or eight managers that are either current or you know guys like well, Robin Ventura, you know, just got fired, you know, a year ago or whatever. Um, but Matheny and all, all these guys that you could see, um, Craig Council, Paul Molitor, I played with all these guys, and you, you could see that leadership, you know, innate in those people. And you know, Cora definitely is is in that same definitely fits that same mold 2006 you come close to the Mets of the World Series obviously the the very depressing curveball from Adam Wainwright to Carlos Beltran who is in the World Series and has his shot here again now and I'm rooted for him as well um, as much as I like to see Granderson Granderson's not even on the roster so that's tough for him but that brings me to an interesting point that Granderson on the team is going to get a ring if the Dodgers do win you had six at-bats with the Blue Jays in 1993. Did you get a World Series ring? I did. I did. I was nice. 0 for 6, and after the, I didn't see the field until the team clinched in Milwaukee, and uh, I, my contributions were worthy of a ring. So Isn't that amazing? That's awesome. Like, it is. No, they, yeah. No, it's everyone who's, everyone who's, you know, plays, is on the roster for even, even a day is going to get a ring, uh, which is, it's super cool. I mean, it's, for me, it, it you know, it doesn't, have the meaning I wish I would have, you know, had with the Mets. If we would have just snuck into that World Series, I think things would have gone really well for us. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's you still you still cherish it. It still means a lot, and um, you know, I'm hoping that I'm hoping that Curtis gets it, and I'm hoping you know because I want you know, to see the Dodgers get it. It's a great great fan base that you know very very hungry for a championship, and you know. It, I think it's thing it's time. So, you know, we'll see what happens. And, and you know, I'd like to see him win as well when, you know, Kershaw's still in his prime because he's, you know, he's pushing 30 now. And, mm-hmm. you know, you would imagine that the next, you know, portion of his career is, is not going to top the, the first half of his career. So um, now is really the time. The next few years is a big window for the Dodgers. Yeah. That, that stat, when I looked at it and looked through your numbers, I mean, you're a guy with 30, 320 homers, 1,070 RBIs, and you go through your career like, God, Dick. It sucks, Sean Green did not win a World Series, and then you just see this glimmer of '93 and six at bats. And uh, while it sucks, you were in a, more of a part of the team. It's awesome that you get a ring out of it. It's just so funny that it's a year you went 0 for six. Meanwhile, there's other years you hit 42 and 49 home runs. Uh, that the year you didn't even get a damn hit, you won a ring. Uh, I mean, is this a? I mean, '93. I don't know what were the rings like, and they're not as fancy as they are now. Uh, but what's the ring look like? Oh, it's nice. It was the second one. They won Jays one in '92, so the mm-hmm. second one. Um, Do you wear you know, it? Is, I don't know. It's it's in a drawer. Um, but it, no, it, it's definitely cool. My kids think it's cool, and 
Um, but it's still, it's, it's just a, it's a piece of jewelry. I think the, the experience of winning the World Series, the, the, the experience is, is, you know, just being a part of it. Mm-hmm. So that, that's what I did miss out on. And, you know, I, I always wanted to win the World Series just for the energy of the fans to, you know, give them, you know, everyone's so hungry for it. And then on, on the flip side, you know, there's a lot of things that people don't realize when, when you have your, your playoff share, your World Series share, and, you know, nowadays it's, you know, a lot of times like $400,000, you have guys, on the grounds crew or, you know, clubhouse guys that, you know, they get to buy a house because they, they got a full share from, from playoffs and world series. So those are the types of things that you know, are really good stories that you don't always hear about. I didn't even realize that the guys in the grounds crew get world series share. Well, it's, it's, it's every team votes. So it could, it, it depends on how it's voted, but you know, usually like the head grounds crew guy will probably get a share the the head clubhouse guy. Um, you know, some teams are more generous than others in how they vote, but the players, but, you know, there's guys that it changed. I know like when the Yankees were winning all those in the, in the nineties, you know, there's, I think that the train assistant trainer had opportunities to go, you know, work as a head trainer for other teams, but he couldn't, he was getting a, a full share every, you know, every year. And, you know, that was a ton of money. So, you know, it really, it really makes a difference for, for guys, around the team that aren't making the millions of dollars that the players are. I need to change careers and be part of a clubhouse <laughs> and get in there, not as media, and get in there as the damn clubhouse manager and just choose the best team in the league every year because I, I clearly am doing it. <laughs> well, the thing that's crazy, yeah, no, I hear you. The thing that's crazy about baseball, though, is you can go back in the history and, and look at some of the greatest players of all time that never even played in the World Series never you know, or never won. Like Barry Bonds never won a World Series. You know, he played in one got close with the Pirates as well. But, you know, Ted Williams never won a World Series. Like, there's a lot of guys because it, it is really a special – it's a special experience. you got to be really lucky. I mean, you have, if you happen to be, you know, Bellinger right now, it's really lucky that he came up with the Dodgers when they have this great team. Um, even though he's contributing a ton, he hit 39 home runs, you know, for – the Padres and it's, it's not a factor so you, you there's a lot of luck involved as well and that's why you really cherish the times when you have a shot at it because you know how hard it is yeah it really is and it tells you that since 1970 only the top I mean two 100 teams have made it it's been this long so you never know uh, who's getting in there uh, what, what are you up to these days Sean I know you're a big you're a family guy uh, what's filling your days now yeah, so I'm involved in a, a software. I have a software company that I co-founded. It's called Greenfly, and it's you know it's an enterprise software platform. So I'm spending my filling my days with that, which is a lot of fun. It's a big shift, big shift in trying to to whack a ball. It's fun because you know it stimulates a different mm-hmm. different part of my brain, different type of focus. Well, there it is, Sean Green, former two-time All-Star. His Dodgers taking the Astros. Uh, hopefully they win one. Kirk Gibson would be very proud. It's been almost 20 years, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, Appreciate you coming 30, on the show. Almost 30 years. Yeah. yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. All right, man. Take care. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.